the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello and welcome, everyone, uh, to another episode of the Rescuers Radio Show. Heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. at Faith Talk 1360, uh, faithtalk1360.com. And please go to our website, uh, rescuersradioshow.org, where you can hear all of the shows on podcast. Uh, this show will be 157 that we've done, going into our fourth season. That's amazing. Wow, it is amazing. <laughs> it's all about God. It's not about me. So, uh, so but anyway, uh, and this is a, a partner-supported uh, radio show. If you'd like to become involved with that, you'll find directions at the website as well. Hey, my guests are Benjamin Voller-Brown and Michael Lee. Right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Such a pleasure to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> and and these two guys, we've been we've been already laughing all over the place going in. So I imagine it's going to be nothing but fun. But it, but they're saving lives. They're changing and saving lives. And we're going to hear about what they're doing. But first, I'd like for uh, each of you to take a moment or two or a couple of minutes and uh, tell me how you got to this point in, in your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, I actually grew up in China, um, and then I moved here when I was 14. Um, and then I got to the States. Now I'm a naturalized citizen, um, so it's been really a pleasure. And, well, not to be biased, I do like America a lot a lot more than China, <laughs> um, hence naturalized. Um, but it's been a journey coming from China, having a lot of, you know, culture perspective sure. and stuff like that. So yeah. um, it's truly been a journey really led by God. I would say that um, because in China back then, especially. Um, Keep the mic a little closer to you. too. Is that better? There, there you go. You're yeah. Good. So back in China, Christianity and many of their forms are really prohibited and, and discriminated against. Um, so. I, I never really got the chance to learn about anything like that. And then when I moved to the States, because my aunt and my grandmother are all in the States, so they are all devout Christians. So nice. they kind of brought us to church, and uh, they kind of help us learn um, God's way and God's words and stuff like that. So... After about maybe a year or two, um, I became a Christian, and it's been truly, truly a pleasure to um, live under God's protection and 
blessing and all of that. Um, Marvelous. Really appreciative. Yeah. 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 Ben? Yeah. Can so, I call you Ben? Yeah, please do. Please ben. do. Ben- Benjamin is my work name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little formal, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I've grown up in Arizona, born and raised here. I learned how to ride my bike on the ASU campus. <laughs> um, my connection with God really came to light when my mom was diagnosed with multiple myeloma bone cancer. Oh. And I I was scared. It was yeah. it felt like I was alone in this process where I when I had to try and be there for my mom as well. And that's when I truly got connected and I started feeling the light of God inside of me mm-hmm. where I knew I wasn't alone and I knew that I had support. I had everything that I would need in order to be able to get myself and help my mom get through yeah. her fight with cancer. And then it's it's really just been a way for me to grow and connect with him and feel closer to my family. It, it's been a way for me to bring everybody together. Like for Easter, we went to morning mass together. Nice. I, I got my mom some flowers to celebrate. And it, it's just, it's something that I get to look forward to every day. Yeah. It's spending time with my family where it's it's just our time to connect together. Yeah. How's she doing now? She's completely good. She's fully out of remission. Wow. Or she's fully in remission. Praise God, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Um, nothing short of a miracle. Oh, yeah. genuinely. Oh, the the work that he was able to do is yeah, amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let let's talk about uh, what brought you here. Um, your mission of engineering a way to prevent malaria in Africa. That's Absolutely. a that's a tall order right there. Yeah, just just a just, just a small a little for, disease for for college students. Two twenty one year old kids right. versus <laughs> the global malaria disease. I, I believe uh, it's only fitting for you to start the story. <laughs> well, at first, I'd like to have you along with your story share with our audience uh, the battle at hand and uh, with deadly malaria. And staggering statistics. I'm sure you have yeah. all of that. Oh, it's it's all in our head. Right. And and what's what are your what are your two disciplines? And how did you get together uh, to know we could do this? So we are both engineering majors. I'm in mechanical, and he's in biomedical. Right. Okay. And the distinction between the two is, I can work on cars, refrigerators. Yeah. Anything with like yeah. gears and mechanics stuff. I'll give you my phone number later here. So yeah. no. <laughs> I, I, I work on a lot more on the wet side. So yeah. if you, the body. You, yeah, you know, you got a broken arm. I can give you a new one, like a robot arm. Or something like that. <laughs> That's uh, basically the. We're, we're just more messy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we met seven years. Seven years. Oh, it's been seven, seven years. Oh, right. Wow. That's seven years ago in high school. In high school math. in math class. <laughs> I, I know. I, what, a, what a way for engineers <laughs> to meet math. I, I traded him help on. I tutored him in math and he no, tutored no, me. No, you in, didn't. He, no, he tutored. You, I'm Chinese. I'm good at math. You can't. You no, literally said that you no, weren't no, good no. at math when you came no. to America. Nah, lies. I, we, he helped me out with my Mandarin homework and I helped him out with his math homework okay and that's that's how we met (laughs) (laughs) one says good stories other one just has a little doubt 
So, so anyway, let's move forward. What, what, what are the statistics that, that – what brought you to this? So the most staggering statistic yeah. for me in malaria is that a child dies from malaria every single minute. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's horrendous. It is – And this is on the whole continent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's all across Africa. Yeah. About 96% of the cases, I believe, is mm-hmm. uh, in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, and that is 697 deaths per uh, uh, 697,000 deaths uh, in just 2021, oh if I remember yeah. the stats correctly. Wow. But the most kind of close to life example is that one minute uh, passes a child dies of malaria. That wow. is, I mean, look at the clock. Yeah. Yeah. It's been how many minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been ten minutes since we started chatting, give or take. Yeah. So that's ten more kids that have died from malaria already. Mm. And so. that's that's what we're trying to work on. Yep. So mosquito nets aren't new. They've nope. been around for a long time. So um I, I want you to, to, to kind of dr- drive in here, jump in here and uh tell us a- about your two disciplines and how you're how you're connecting to drive in and take care of this issue. Absolutely. Yeah. So the way that people get infected with mosquito or with malaria is they're bitten by infected mosquitoes. Right. And what people are have invented since I think the first one came out in like the 90s or early yeah, 2000s. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. Is a mosquito net so that people don't get bit by mosquitoes during the night. The main problem with that is these nets are really prone to tearing. The studies the material that, is weak or, yeah, or weakened over time. It's, it's not really it's, the manufacturing. It's a combination, okay. right? Um, some some there are t- two two different types of materials uh, for mosquito nets: polyester, polyethylene. Um, the polyethylene is usually less uh, strong. However, mainly these nets are tearing because of animal damage kids running around um, or, or even some fire. So a lot of this is you, you can't prevent it, right? right? It's like you have a car, you have the spare tire because um, the, the tires are going to pop somewhere in time. Um, so that's kind of what we came in and we wanted to bring attention to this problem. Um, so it actually started with him uh, back in a class in freshman year. Yeah, him um, being Ben. Yeah, yeah, it started with me. Yeah, so um, he basically looked up. Oh, what's the world's biggest diseases? Because <laughs> that's what the class was supposed to be about. It's global disease and find some okay. sort of solution. So you and didn't then, have your focus on just this one thing. No, at that point, malaria. No. You were looking at all diseases. No. Okay. Yeah, that's that's why. The work that we do isn't just focused on malaria. We've invented products for the coronavirus to help blind kids see or not see, like visualize the world around them with their white cane. With more affordable. Exactly. So we're we're working on not just malaria, but any any way that we are able to use our mission to impact lives around the globe. That's what we're trying to do. So one one. Step away. I'm going <laughs> right, to take. Right. So you you just mentioned a a, a white cane, yeah, for a blind uh, or, or a sighted uh, individual. Right. Yep. Is it is there an electronic thing to this? So um, 
I looked, this... I looked at Michael. Yeah. So how? <laughs> and so, says, "I'm not on this." <laughs> no, no. He's. he's uh, I was. I was. I was um, the one that did most of it. <laughs> um, so basically, in uh, in Uganda, when we conducted our research for uh, malaria, yeah. like our uh, our mosquito net repair kit, right? We uh, had the chance to visit a school for the blind. Yeah. And they're paying like twenty dollars for a white cane. Uh, and and kids are yeah you no know, yeah they, obviously they can't afford that these people are getting paid like two to three dollars a day so uh, twenty dollars is a lot yeah. and it's a lot of food right um, so we thought it's a cane yeah we can we can design a cane that costs like wow. five dollars five dollars and then we came out with the design literally on the plane on the, I made it on the plane yep. ride back home right <laughs> and then we're like yeah we can we can probably make this work um, but at the moment because the whole entire company is just the two of us so we haven't had the most amount of time to focus on that so we're still doing mainly okay. malaria prevention okay. at the moment we're trying to focus so on that. you've developed uh, a more economical way uh, to work with Mosquito nets, absolutely, exactly, and by de- by developing repair kits. So let's start down that road. What what took place? What, how did you get there? Absolutely. What are they? Yeah, what are they? We can't show people what they look like on the radio. <laughs> hey, <laughs> here, look at this. <laughs> no. so. Yeah, but um, basically, manufacturers. So these nets distributions happens almost every single every single year, right? Uh-huh. Millions and millions of nets are being donated from, like, Europe's government, the U.S. government, all over the world, different organizations. They go to sub-Saharan Africa. Their hope is to uh, have these nets last three years. Mm -hmm. And then reasonably people will replace them and stuff like that. So their goal is to keep these nets for at least three years. What happens is that Due to all of those reasons that we mentioned before, these nets are staring to, starting to tear within a year of use. Mm. So, for example, in Uganda, we conducted about um, – it's about 700-something samples. 774. Yeah, 774. He's the number guy. Um, <laughs> um, and their average net's torn age is only nine months. Oh, So okay. people – what happened is that – they see a tear that doesn't look good. They throw it away. They think it's ineffective. They throw it away. Or they keep it up, but it's compromised. Yeah. So mosquitoes can still fly in and stuff. But currently there's nothing that people are doing about these torn nets. They either think of just replacing it or or that's it. Just leave it be. Mm. So we thought, isn't it the most intuitive way to give out a kit um, during distribution so that people can use it to repair them and hopefully last that full three years. Nice. So cutting down waste, yeah. um, less attrition, um, and, and potentially in the long run, it will save government money instead of replacing these nets so often because this is a well-known problem. Yeah. They're just not doing a lot about it. Yeah. So it, it cuts down costs. It cuts down cases. Um, it helps with generally the whole entire field. Hey, in case uh, you're tuning in a little late to uh, Rescuers Radio Show, my guests are Benjamin Bowler-Brown and Michael Lee, 
and uh, they're deba- not debating. They're talking. <laughs> talk, they're talking about their creation of of, of mosquito net repairs uh, kits uh, to save lives over in in the continent of of Africa. So, um, so from that, uh, so. Have you been working with the manufacturers of nets and they making them aware of what you're doing? Is this being done on a broad scale uh, <laughs> with you two guys? Yeah, so we actually we just got the chance to go to Washington D.C. for about a week, where we got to chat with manufacturers, nice. researchers, the U.S.'s President's Malaria Initiative. We got to chat with the director, uh, David Walton. What a great guy. He was he was amazing. Incredible he had, fashion sense. That, I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that. And we actually got to talk to some congressmen, as, or congressmen yeah. and women as well. Yeah. And there we got to talk with, most importantly, the lead net manufacturer named Vestergaard. Right. Who produces what we believe to be one of the best mosquito nets out there. Okay. And they are helping us work on our research, work on our product, figure out what we need to do to be able to convince international right. governments yeah. to order our kits and include it with every single mosquito mm-hmm. net that's sent around the globe. So essentially, um, they actually talked about this too, is being an industry partner, it's tough for them to have like deep interactions with their end users. Yeah. So that's something we see we are able to do as well because we are researchers as well. We have been in the field. We went to Uganda to collect that first round of data. Um, By the way, yes, I just had a uh, pastor from Uganda on the show. Oh, wow! A How cu- cool! A cu- couple of weeks ago, he was here for some event. Oh, awesome! And and, uh, and then he went went back, and he is he and his wife um, uh, f- founded and manage. A very large uh, orphanage for foster kids. Wow! Uh, yeah. So I, I wonder. That's amazing. You may what a blessing. You know, it, yeah, what a blessing. It, the the uh, and I tell you this because of the name of the building. You guys might even find out about this. <laughs> they have eight hundred kids every day. Wow! In their care, oh, and they're amazing. they're trying to they're trying to feed them and provide health care. Right. And right. I'm I'm sure there would. There's a possibility you may find out about it, and it's this little town on the on the edge of Lake Victoria. Oh, cool! And uh, for about forty miles directly south of the mm-hmm. capital city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and their their orphanage is called Winners. They oh, want cool. the kid. They want the kids to have an attitude of winning, because oh, they haven't so had awesome. anything to feel good about in their right, lives, yeah. right? Yeah. So I tell you yeah. I, that little side side story. Yeah, the and, uh, the the church community in both African countries that we've stayed in, but Uganda especially, yeah, is one of the main reasons why we've been able to do this kind of work. We actually we got the opportunity to stay at a local parish when we were in both Uganda and in Ghana, nice. where we got to cook with we got to cook with everybody while we were there <laughs> we, they they gave us a place to sleep we got to do mass yeah. with them in the morning right. we we got to see by far the most beautiful sunrise oh, nice. of our life yeah. when yeah. when we were over there it's this is just 
the sense of community and the sense of bringing everybody together yep. is something that I feel is so prominent in these African churches. Right. Yeah. Uh, once you're in this community yeah. of Christianity and, mm-hmm. and Catholicism, yeah. everywhere you go, you are welcome and you will get the help you need. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the most incredible things about us yeah. is that, you know, wherever we are, we always have each other. We always um, have family. And, and, and that's absolutely what we felt all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. So with your visits to Congress in <laughs> D.C., I hope I hope you've met some Congress uh, congressman from Arizona, right? right yeah, uh, we actually, actually Mark, we Mark to, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. We got we got to chat with Mark Kelly yeah. as a space nerd. That was so yeah. cool to get to chat with an astronaut. <laughs> um, we got and to meet space with. Helmet. <laughs> yeah, he he had a, a a receipt of the amount of money that it cost to move a spaceship from. I think it was like Florida to like Texas that. or something yeah. like that. It was like over a billion dollars, right? Right. Oof. Just to to move an air. It's it's just it's astonishing. <laughs> but we got we got to chat with Mark Kelly, Kristen Cinema's office, uh, Ruben Gallegos's office, right. and Andy Biggs's office. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good. <laughs> uh, so um, the distribution is being made with the com- with that one company. So manufacturer. So net manufacturers comes from all over the world. Yeah. They make the nets okay. and then donors purchase them, okay. governments purchase them, organizations purchase them, yeah. and then they will uh, ship it to um, their target country and then the local government and uh, the local entities are responsible of shipping uh, of distributing these nets and they've all agreed to insert one of these kits repair kits with every net right so that's 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 the work that we're trying to do trying okay okay we believe that will get these nets to last the goal of that three years yeah um and that's actually the goal of the next phase of our research what we're trying to do is prove that having one of our kits distributed with one net all across the community is actually able to make a substantial impact in the mosquito net use and the malaria trends. Right. Well, and with that, with that trend of every minute a child dies, right? Oh yeah. Right. From malaria. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, that, that's just almost hard to comprehend. Yeah. But, uh, but, um, uh, God bless you guys. Thank you. Um, so you feel good about the success? You feel good about where you are in the research and development and all of that stuff? Yeah. We feel- we've, we've been able to, we've been able to get a lot of really good feedback, a lot of really good data. Yeah. In Uganda, we had 64% of people use our kits after a year or like we distributed and then a year later, 64% of them had used yep. it. Oh. Yep. And, the it's, only reason that people haven't is because their t- net hasn't torn yet. Um, <laughs> but given our limited budget two years ago, um, yeah. that was all we can do. We couldn't, you know, go back more and and find out um, uh, more about the usage. So this is what we're doing in Ghana right now. Um, hopefully, either this summer or next winter, we'll be traveling over there distributing um, one thousand kits and then one thousand five hundred nets total. So that we have a comparison study of the control and versus our kits plus the nets and monitor that net usage 
and that uh, net integrity over the course of three years so that we will have solid data to present to doesn't matter who organizations president's malaria initiative the un all of those people we have contact with we just need solid evidence to show them that this is good yeah now you developed uh some video training too right yeah you have a video that people can access or uh how, how do they get a hold of that so when we were in Uganda, we had – when we were in Uganda – In our last two minutes, by the way. Okay. <laughs> when we were in Uganda, we had a, a local film crew record a skit of the students that we were working with right. so they would be able to teach the people in their local community. Right. So the the video would be in Luganda, <laughs> which is the, the, Ugan, the Ugandan language. But I'm sure that we could get that translated. <laughs> and and the, the the thing is, it's a very intuitive toolkit. Oh, yeah. We had, we had kids repairing their net in less than 10 minutes. Exactly. So the video is just extra resource. Okay. Yeah. The, the main way that people can learn more is by going to our fundraising link on— Yeah, what is that? If, if people want to contact you about this, what do they do? Right. Yeah. So— Honestly, call me at 602-358-4196. And that's Michael talking. Yeah, might be a bad idea to put this out there. Whatever. What's the worst that could happen? Right, absolutely. We trust the audience in this show. But our direct fundraiser link is pitchfunder.asufoundation.org backslash projects backslash 34533. And I'm sure... When this when this link gets posted on right. onto right. the page, we yeah. can get that thrown up there. Benjamin Voller Brown and Michael Lee, you both are rescuers. Thank you. Thank God you bless so you. Much. So God glad you could you be on the show. It's such a pleasure to Thank be here. You. Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 